All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, Mary. Hi, Hannah. How are you today? I'm good. How about yourself? Fantastic. You know, it's just you and I today. Oh, we're unsupervised. Anything could happen. It is telling me something I didn't need to know, so yeah. God only knows what's going to happen today. <laughs> God only knows what's going to come out of our mouths. <laughs> that is very true. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. Welcome, everybody, to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. This is Mary Swartz talking to you today. And I am Hannah Green. Ooh, you get both of us. You get two of us. Two for the price of one. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And since the first one is free, it's like buy one free, get one free. I like those kind of deals. Me too. All right, so this is episode number 42, which means we have nine weeks before our anniversary episode comes. Season two comes to a close. I can't believe it's been two years already. I know. I know. It's been insane. It's been great. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, so, like last year, we're going to ask all of you listeners to tell us what were some of your favorite stories, what were some of your favorite tidbits. What did you guys laugh the hardest at? Yeah. Favorite moments. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with the story. It can be something that happened here on the air that Mary chose not to edit out for your amusement. <laughs> Could be the fact that one day Mary actually figured out how to do math. Yeah. Whatever. I, Just tell us what your favorite moments were so we can include them because we love it when you guys let us know what... Yeah. We'd love to hear from as many of you as possible and... If you don't want us to use your name, that's great. We're totally open to that. But we'd love to be able to share with listeners what other people's favorite memories were. So send us a message on our messenger. Send us an email. Um, you leave can, a message on Facebook or like Gmail or Twitter. Yep, you can Twitter us. Tweet us. DM us. Twitter us. Yes, yes you can Twitter us. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be very cool. Very Good. cool to... And the other really cool thing about that is that people who joined later on... Maybe haven't listened to the previous episodes. And then they can hear from other listeners what episodes they should really go back and listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't believe season two is so close to being over. It's... Yeah. It's been wild. It has been And this wild. all started with a notebook and a margarita at Applebee's. Hell Yeah. Speaking of drinks mm -hmm. and margaritas, Mary, what is this lovely concoction you have presented me with today? So I made a passion fruit hibiscus margarita. Mm. We did not go with a normal tequila, though. Mm. We went with a spiced honey tequila. Oh, that is lovely. Yes. Mm. You can be my bartender anytime. Wow. I am not the one that comes up with drinks off the top of my head usually. That is usually Lynn, and you are right behind her. I know, I know. But it is fantastic, and you did a phenomenal Thank job. You. And it's pretty. Yeah, it's a very beautiful orangey, light orange, clear orange color. It, actually, the color reminds me of peach jello. Yes. Yeah, it's very beautiful. So, Maddie. Yeah. Word of the week. Word of the week. All right. You got something for us? We're going to go with limer. Oh, 
Lynn's not here. Did we tell him that? Yeah, Lynn is feeling a little under the weather today, um, and so she is staying home to recuperate, not joining us. We wish that she were here, but we hope that she feels better soon. Heck yeah. All right. Limerence. L-I-M-E-R-E-N-C-E. Okay. Hmm. Well, limerick is like a, a rhyme or a riddle. Yes, it is. Limerence. Is that someone who is... No, let's see. The act of being funny all the time. Like you and I. We're just hilarious. No. No. Hmm. Hmm. I wouldn't apply this word to you and I anymore. Hmm. Perhaps hmm. when we were younger, but not anymore. Ooh, does it mean devious? Oh, no, you're still devious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't ruin my image. <laughs> nope. Hmm. All right, can you use it in a sentence? Um, to do, to do, to do, to do, um. just want you to know while you think. There must be a bird nest right outside your window. There is. It's on top of our light. Because I keep watching the bird fly back and forth across the top of the window at a yeah. very slow pace. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. There usually takes them down, and I'm going to assume there might be babies in there. Because he has left it up. Yeah, because yeah. this bird right keeps. on top of our lights, our light. The bird, the bird keeps flying away and then coming back. So yeah, kind of cool. They also always build one on the light, but on the garage, that the I light know. fixture. But that one they never ever ever use. So you'd think that they would learn not to build one there. Well, it's in case they need a second home. No, the space. There's no space for for babies to be born in there for oh. them to get into the nest and raise babies. Oh. The light is so close to the eaves. Aww. Yeah. Well, Larry should cut a little hole above it so they have better access. He'll get right on that for you. Okay. Larry, our animal lover. Um, <clears throat> I really don't know how to use this word in a sentence. All right. So the word limerence came about in the 1970s. Okay. And a psychologist came up with this word. And it basically is defined as in... Oh, hold on. Let me guess. Okay. Is this when the other voice in your head is hilarious all the time? And you're not? <laughs> and you're not? You're very serious? No. Oh, damn. No. It's an involuntary state of mind resulting from a at romantic attraction to another person combined with an overwhelming obsessive need to have your feelings reciprocated, even oh. if they're not. Oh. All right. Um, I'm not sure that I could ever say I have experienced that. Um, I just feel like because of the way we grew up in some of our original relationships, we kind of, in my opinion, in the way I'm looking at us, had an overwhelming need to be loved. Yes, but I will also say that while we wanted to be loved... We also never believed it would happen or could happen. Well, I was, I was always really quick to pull the plug on stuff. Well, so... Yeah. I didn't fight to keep things so, that yeah. weren't working. I was like, peace out. Sorry for all the broken hearts I left behind. <laughs> There's a song in there somewhere that I should bust out with, right? <laughs> <laughs> or not. To all the ones I've loved before? Yes. There you go. Yes. All right. 
Um, we're going with filter. You don't have one <laughs> when you're drinking. Um, thank God. Because this is not the F-I-L-T-E-R. Oh, I thought you were making it easy on me. This is the P-H-I-L-T-E-R. Oh, wow, we're getting philosophical now. A filter. Um, person, place, or thing? It is a thing. Okay. Can you use it in a sentence for me? This margarita is not a filter. It just definitely doesn't help the words that come out of our mouths. Oh. It's a thing. It is a thing. A solid object. No, it's... It, it, yes, it is a solid object that you could hold in a manner of speaking. Could you pour that margarita into your hand and hold it? I have to drink really fast. Because <laughs> my fingers leak. Yes. Uh, but you could hold the margarita. Yes, okay. Yeah, so it is an... Uh, it is a... Thing you could hold any manner of speaking. I don't even know. Okay. Would you like me to tell you? Well, either that or we're all just going to wonder and have to Google it ourselves. Filter is a drink supposed to arouse love and desire for a particular person in the drinker. Also known as a love potion. The margarita could be a filter. Uh, no. Not at this table. Infatuation and lust are one thing. Love is a whole different... I mean, we bust out Julio Iglesias again. <laughs> Too oh. funny. All right. All right. All right. There's an unnamed... And uh, when we get to the end of this, this story, you'll understand why. An unnamed 45-year-old man in the Czech Republic. Is this a tidbit? It is. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Just need to know where we were going here. Okay. Because you like garden stories. Speaking of which, did you see the chicken? What chicken? The chicken. Do you have a chicken in your garden now? Maybe I didn't send it to you. You definitely... There was a chicken this morning. Oh, I tagged you in it. Oh. I tagged you in it. Um, I haven't received any tags. Oh. Okay. Anyway, we're going to the garden. An unnamed 45-year-old man in Czech Republic. He's kind of tired of uh, moles digging around in his garden. He has okay. A, he has a plan. He has a plan. So... He decided to get back at him. We can't just poison him. We can't just trap him. We have to. We have to get back at him. It's mole revenge. All right. So he packs their tunnel with an unspecified number of F4 type dumb bum explosives. She's holding her head, rubbing her forehead, checking her eyebrows, making sure they're still on straight. <laughs> he covers that with concrete blocks. Well, he knows there's a shock wave, so he's. Keeping the shockwave. Yes. Underneath. Underneath the, what, concrete blocks that are going to, like, fly through the air and destroy things? That's not the way he's looking at this. He has a plan. I'm glad he thought all the steps through. Yes, the concrete blocks are going to keep the shockwave in. I feel like this is something that our father might have attempted. Nope. I've done, I've seen Dad do some real, real stupid shit that he clearly didn't think all the way through. If you think that the concrete blocks are not going to keep the shockwave in. If you're not sure, then what else? You need a little more weight on top of it, right? I was going to say, Dad probably would have put down, like, some, like, chicken wire or something and, like, anchored it at the corners, tied it down somehow. Mm Mm-hmm. No, he stood on them. And then he lit the explosives. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure the moles are gone. Um, so are his legs. Not quite. Oh, <laughs> my God. The resulting explosion left a one-meter crater in the ground. Oh, my God. Chunks of concrete were thrown as far as 20 meters away. And what, how much of it was embedded in him? As for the man, the police say there was blood splattered all around the detonation site, and he was taken to the hospital with not one, but two broken legs. Oh, for the love of God. Okay. It's funny that you brought that one up because I also have an explosive story. Okay. <laughs> now, 4th of July was not all that long ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah. Now, just before the 4th of July, like the week before the 4th, mm -hmm. right here in Michigan, mm -hmm. down in lower Michigan, there's a town called Dundee. You and I have been there. There's a winery there we like to stop at. In a winery, there's a beef jerky store. There is a beef jerky store there's a there. a candle store that we really like. And that, there's that little that dam with the waterfall mm -hmm. thing was really amazing. And there's a Christmas store. Oh, yes. And there, yes. there's like an antique store that we like to wander and through. And there was a store that we opened the door, stepped into, and it smelled... So Aki. So funny and Aki, we just decided not to stay. We, we stepped one step forward and two steps back. <laughs> there you go. One step forward. You're right. trying to make me break out in song today. I am. I just want to hear you sing. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, down in Dundee, Michigan, yeah, there was a music festival. Okay. It was called the Dundee Mayfly Music Festival. It was held at the Wolverine Park, and at the conclusion of the festival... They people who attended it were excited because there was going to be a fireworks show. Okay, everybody likes a good fireworks show. It was supposed to be about twenty minutes worth of you know multicolored beautiful fireworks. Yes, thirty-two seconds. I've had husbands that lasted longer than that. <laughs> thirty-two seconds. Because apparently there was some sort of malfunction when they pushed the go switch and it ignited all of the fireworks at once. And where do you look? You have to look everywhere all at the same time. I tried to decide if this would be horrifying, completely amazing, or just absolutely deafening. I think yes. I think probably most of all of the above. And can you imagine if you were that person who, you know, you like hauled your children out, you know, took an hour's worth of stuff to pack and unpack out of your car so your kids could enjoy these fireworks yep. and you got 20 seconds. Yeah. The good news Don't make is, me go there again with the husbands, okay? 32 seconds, sorry. Don't make me go there. The I've had husbands that have pushed the go button and malfunctioned, okay? Um... So the Dundee Police Department did actually post a video, and no one was injured. I will I will say that that's no good. One was injured. I mean, can you imagine being the person that that's really bright? You can't even see any of the colors or any anything else no, because it's all it's just, just like one big ball of bright. Yes, yes, yeah. They ignited the wrong fuse, huh? Um, something went wrong. Wow. Perhaps in the way it had been set up or. I mean, yeah. And yes, 
because it all went off at once, it's literally just like a huge ball wow. of, as you said, bright. It is. It's just a ball of bright. There's no... There's no colors. There's no... Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's funny that you did an explosion story. I had a yeah. fireworks story to share. Yeah. All right. You ready for a regular story? Of course I, I am. am. This is a... This is a pretty interesting story. I mean, yeah. really, it, this is like... All right, so we're going to talk about something that nobody really ever thinks about until it gets on the bottom of your shoe and now you're pissed, especially in the middle of the summer. Gum. 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 I just want you to know that while you probably believe nobody thinks about this, but as someone who lived in Arizona, where when someone spits gum out and you step in it, it's literally liquid glue on the bottom of your yeah. shoe. It's not just sticky. It's liquid glue. It smears everywhere. It's awful. I always think about it when I see people spit gum out or I see gum on the sidewalk. Well, let's talk about gum today. Gum. You have gum. Do you know where gum comes from? A gum tree? Gumby? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. How did you know? Everybody, just... everybody wonders what happened to Gumby. We've, He's on e- the we've eaten him. <laughs> we've chewed him up and children have swallowed him. He is gone. All right. Ben Wilson. A rather ordinary name for a rather unordinary person. Now, Ben was born in Cambridge, England in 1963 into a family of artists. So what else is a guy to do? He lived, he breathed, he ate, and he slept in a creative environment. He went to art school. But Ben soon dropped out of art school. Not because he wasn't deserving or worthy. Not because he wasn't talented. Definitely not because he had a talent level that was on the same level as mine. No. I was just going to say, hmm, almost any talent level is better than mine. (laughs) Ben dropped out because he found that the teachers that were teaching were a little too formal, that they overanalyzed too much for him, and that is how he phrased it. They took art and they overanalyzed it. They couldn't just let it be art. Ben believes that you should just let the art flow. You should just let the art happen. You and I have been to some art museums, and some of it is really, really, really spoken to us. Some of it has been totally amazing. And some very, very famous artists, I look at it and I, I've got nothing but confusion. Yeah, yeah. I will absolutely agree with you. Yes. I've seen some that I just, I'm like, I don't get it. I, yeah, I don't get it. I could do this and nobody would think it was amazing and give me thousands of dollars. Ben just believes that you should enjoy art. You shouldn't try to figure out why you enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Yes. Ben is also well well known for his incredible distaste of industrial waste and rubbish. Ben believes that consumerism is very responsible for so much of the litter that he uses in his art. Ben also believes that advertising has a very tight control over our environment. Okay. Because, well, I mean, if you think about it, if you connect the dots, advertising is designed to make you purchase things. Yes. It makes you believe that you can't live without this. You'll die without that. You buy it. Do you really need it? No. Ends up in the garbage. Ends up somewhere. And very rarely are the things that we are buying packaged in a way that the containers are reusable in any meaningful way. Right. So if you're on the other side of the pond from us, and you're possibly having a terrible, horrible, very bad day, Maybe you should take a walk around London and 
and check out the sidewalks. Yeah, you should walk around looking at the ground because that will cheer you up. While you're walking around, check out the gum that recent passerbys have spat out onto the ground. It's just disgusting. Because that'll be fun, right? Now, Ben Wilson lives in London. And Ben Wilson adores people that spit on the ground. He loves it when you take your gum, spit it on the pavement, instead of putting it in the garbage receptacle where it belongs, or in a tissue, as so many of us do. Now, I never really thought of this before doing this story. I never really had to. Our parents taught us never, ever to litter. Yep. And that included your gum. Mom oh, yeah. always had a tissue. If you were going to get rid of it, she, there were tissues in that purse hidden in so many compartments. Yep. This is something I still believe to this day and something that I try to pass on to my children and my grandchildren. Absolutely. You simply do not freaking litter. Well, and I, to take it a step further, I try to raise my kids to leave things better than they found them. So yes. when we walk, we pick up garbage. When yes. we go in the woods or we go, to, just like when you and I kayak. Yeah, when we kayak, I always tell people, we always come back with more than we left with. Because we retrieve every piece of garbage, yes. beer can, etc. that we can find and reach. So another thing that I never thought of, somebody gets paid to take that gum off of the streets and the sidewalks. Somebody actually gets paid. That is their job. Britain spends 150 million pounds every year to clean used chewing gum off of their streets. That's if you horrible. Translate that into English money, yes. U.S. currency. That's about 180 million dollars a year. That's insane. And that's if I got my money conversion correct. That's a crap ton of gum. Yeah, people actually have a job to do. So, Ben is slightly different than the rest of us, as I've said. He enjoys it when people spit gum on the ground. He enjoys spotting those hard little dazzles of color on the ground. They bring him joy. Why, you ask? Hannah would say, what is wrong with that dude? No, at this point I'm thinking, this guy is a very industrious guy. Lynn might say... Unfortunately, she's not here to corroborate this. I have no idea where this story is going, but I'm in for the ride. I am fairly certain that both of them will want to meet Ben by the time my story's finished. And I'm just sitting here thinking, human beings are such disgusting creatures. Anyway, Ben takes those disgusting gross globs that usually get stuck to the bottom of our shoes, and he transforms them. He transforms them into something not so very ordinary. Those little spots of intricate brightness end up being the work of the city's chewing gum artist, Ben Wilson, who since 2004 has spent most of his days painting whimsical miniatures on some of the millions of flattened blobs of gum that have been spat out on the city's sidewalks. Each of his paintings are unique. Most of them are dedicated to passerbys who stop and ask him to celebrate friendships or maybe to memorialize, memorialize lost loves. Or maybe they just want the picture to say, I live here. I don't know how you would measure such things, but it is my hunch that no living artist gives more tiny little moments of delight or comfort to a greater number of Londoners on a daily basis than Ben Wilson. Okay, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is he pulling them off the street, or is he painting them right there on the sidewalk where they're at? He leaves them where they're at. 
Oh, interesting. And if you Google him, and I highly suggest everybody Google his work, it is freaking amazing. Remember the miniature museum we went yes. to? And we were so in awe and so amazed yes. continuously by every room we went through. And it was all a little bit different and intricate and tiny. He puts them to shame. Wow. Wilson has made uh, several thousands of these pictures. He keeps a photographic record of them. And he also usually photographs the people they are dedicated to. He occasionally goes back and he carefully touches up those that have been scuffed or damaged. And the result for those who know where and how to look is a kind of alternative trail. Blue, green, yellow. They're plaques. They're not to the famous dead. They're not even to anybody remotely famous. But they are dedicated to the diversity of this living city. He doesn't want the chewing gum to stick to the bottom of your shoe. He wants the chewing gum to stick in your mind. Right. Ben Wilson is a little over five feet tall. He's tall with an uncontrollable grin. Did you just say over a little over five feet tall? I forgot the inches. So oh, okay. He's over five feet tall. Well, that means he is taller than I am. The next sentence I have is he's tall with an uncontrollable that, grin. Which is why I, I, was, I was like, left something I out. was like, yeah. that's why I was like, does she mean six feet or did she mean he's small? He's shorter than six feet, but he's tall with an uncontrollable grin. How's that? Fantastic. The kind of grin that makes us wonder what he could be up to. Or maybe if we could be a part of it. If you were to go looking for Ben, he's really not hard to find. He can usually be found wearing bright orange industrial overalls, decorated with layers of paint. And he will be the guy lying flat out on the pavement on a piece of matting. He carries that rolled up with his knapsack. And he's laying there with his toolbox of materials. His technique is really very precise. He softens the oval of flattened gum with a blowtorch. He sprays it with lacquer. And after that, he applies exactly three coats of acrylic enamel. His designs generally come from a book that he carries around with him. It's not always the same book because his books, they fill up pretty quick. These books are filled with the design ideas, requests from people who stop to watch. These people frequently crouch down to see how he does what he does. They talk to him as he works. He gets requests for art to commemorate births or art to memorialize a loved one after death. Marriages, other personal commemorations, they get written into his book. He uses the teeny, teeny, tiny modeler brushes. He quick dries his work with a lighter flame as he goes along. And when he's done, he seals it with more lacquer. Now, each of his painting takes time. Could take a few hours, maybe three or four. Or maybe it will take up to three days to complete. Wow. But each of his miniature paintings can last for many years. His pictures might be of people or a person's favorite pet, a memorable place, or maybe something whimsical that simply popped into Ben's head. Not everyone is appreciative of Ben's work, however. In 2005, he was arrested, and again, arrested in 2009. The charges? The charges were criminal damages. That's pretty ominous. 
Except for the fact that after he was arrested, the court was so inundated with support for what Ben did, not only by the public, but by police stations who filed witness statements on his behalf, that the court actually had to drop his case. Ben has been taken to court by those who claim he is defacing public property or he's defacing commercially owned real estate. The gum? The sidewalks and stuff. So, but Ben has proven himself every time. He's not painting public or commercial property. He is transforming litter. And nobody would bitch if he picked it up off the sidewalk and threw it away. My question is, these people who are worried about him defacing property or criminal damages, why aren't these same people who are so worried about his painting used gum blobs, these gum blobs that are littering the sidewalks and streets and possibly creating a biohazard for the people to step on them, in them, and get them stuck to the bottom of their footwear, why aren't these same people worried about those who are committing the original offense? The gum spitters. The litterers of cohesive substance of the mouth. The gummy muskets of the streets. The bubblegum rock stars of London. The slobber knockers. Gross. You get my drift? Yeah. Why aren't they being held responsible? Why are we picking on the pavement Picasso of London? So many questions. So little time to answer them. I have to say here that as usual I fell down a rabbit hole and this one this rabbit hole has nothing to do with my story but but because I fell down the rabbit hole I felt the need to not be alone in my knowledge of the information that I discovered. You're dragging us down the rabbit hole with you. Hell yes. So hang on tight let's jump. Please don't laugh this is true information. There's a minister of gum who chairs the Chewing Gum Action Group, which is responsible for a new system of on-the-spot fines for gum dropping and for gum educational initiatives. Where is that at? In London. Oh, okay. Right. In 2017, the Minister of Gum officially launched the Gum Litters Task Force Gum Litter Education Campaign. Okay. And according to the Gum Litter Task Force website, which I did visit, oh God, the campaign has had huge success to date in changing the public's behavior to gum disposal and encouraging correct gum disposal through yeah, just a, swallow it through a targeted education awareness campaign. I promise it won't get stuck in your stomach. It won't build up into a twenty-five pound ball. Just swallow your gum. According. Because According to research carried out by Millard Brown on behalf of the Gum Litter Task Force, we're going to call it the GLT, during the 2016 campaign, the highest number of people to date, which was 93%, they agree that dropping gum is littering. And almost six in seven people, which is 84%, for those of you who don't know how to math correctly. You might want to check Mary's math on that. They claim they always dispose of their gum correctly. At the launch of the campaign, the minister, the gum minister, said, gum litter, like all litter, is something we must work together on to eradicate. This campaign aims to change attitudes and behavior when it comes to the disposal of used gum, and to date it has seen very positive results. Complacency is not an option for any of us that are determined 
to see our environment and our communities free from gum litter. I hope this year's campaign enjoys just as much success as it did last year, and it has my full support and that of the government. Wow. If that's not enough of a rabbit hole, let's dump down another tiny shallow one. Where did I find these, you ask? I don't remember. In 1992, Singapore banned chewing gum. I think I heard that. In the entire country. Yes. You cannot sell it or import it. The only exceptions are if it's therapeutic gum. All right. Dental or nicotine chewing gum, which you can only purchase from a doctor or a registered pharmacist. And if you are caught selling gum in Singapore, the fines start at $2,000. If you import it, you get fines and jail time. Wow. Yeah. Back to Ben. Ben's story is simple yet complex. It's colorful, yet it's actually very black and white. Ben is a painter, a sculptor, a woodcarver. His work has been exhibited all over England, the United States, Germany, Ireland, Finland, Serbia, and France. Ben doesn't just paint gum. He is prolific in all of his talents. He has worked on large art constructions in Finland, Austria, and the United States. He's left his presence in Pennsylvania and Maryland here in the United States. And Ben also enjoys just painting, normal-sized paintings that he just sells. So don't you know I would buy one of his paintings just so I could support his gum painting habit? Last but not least, if you are ever in a tube station in London, which is just another way of saying an underground train station. A subway. Keep your eyes peeled for the black and white painted towel tiles that have been dated and numbered and secreted in hundreds of places because the chewing gum man has struck again. I leave you with the words of Ben Wilson. Kids are not, this is a quote, kids are not allowed to feel any connection with where they live. They can't play in the streets because they're likely to get run over. And you have the national curriculum. You have all this testing at school. And you really have no opportunity to play or make things and everything you do outside is recorded on surveillance cameras. The only imagery that children see around them are billboards and TV. Every part of their environment is out of bounds or sold off. That's why they don't care about their streets. And this is just a small way of connecting people. I love it. That is fantastic. Ben Wilson, everybody. <laughs> Mr. Ben Wilson. Yes, wow. and if you Google his stuff, it is, it is totally amazing. He is obviously very talented, but he is talented in so many flipping areas. Well, if anybody who listens knows Ben Wilson, has a connection to Ben Wilson, because we do have listeners all over the uh, all over the world, all over the world, or if by some bizarre chance Ben Wilson himself happens to hear this, I think he's busy painting gum blobs, honey. I don't. Maybe he listens, he listens to podcasts while he paints. You're right. You're right. My if bad. he happens to hear this, or one of you happens to have a connection to him, I think it would actually be absolutely amazing to have the chance to talk to him. It would. It would. So feel free to put him in touch with us, or Ben, if you yourself hear this, feel free to reach out, because we would. We'd, We'd love to just have even 10 minutes to just chat with you and and talk to you about, I'm going to call it a crusade, about your crusade. 
Yeah, everything I read, he's just such an amazing, talented man, and yet he's so down-to-earth, giving, kind, selfless, generous. And what a creative and amazing way to make a difference in the world that the humans are trying really hard to destroy. Yeah. Very awesome. I love that story. All right. Well, thank you to everyone who stopped by, spent time with us. We hope that you enjoyed Mary's story today. It was fantastic. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. You can find us at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. That's the initials for the show. We are also on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to message us, DM us, email us. Um, We are on Instagram also. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, corrections, because we do all of our own research and we're human, so we don't always get everything perfectly correct. Um, If you have something to add, or if you happen to live in London or have been to London and have taken pictures of Ben's work, we would love to have you share those with us. If you have enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast. It automatically downloads. You don't have to go searching for the new episodes that way. We are on every major streaming platform. You can uh, leave us a rating and a review. It's free. It takes 60 seconds. Helps us know how we're doing and it helps other people find us. All right, Mary. Anything to add? I've got nothing. Until next week. We love you. Stay mischievous. Bye, guys. Enough to climb There are oceans and rivers Enough to cross Enough to last Till the end of time What the world needs now Is love, sweet love It's the only thing That there's just to live on But the world For some, but for everyone Lord, we don't need another meadow There are cornfields and wheat fields Enough to grow There are sunbeams and moonbeams Enough to shine Oh, listen, Lord song